Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm a man of principle because of my background. After I perform back surgery on my patients, I will tell them, keep the incision dry for seven days. Don't bend over. Don't do heavy work. Don't lift any heavy objects. Or don't try to run or jump because if you do that, you're going to come back for more surgeries and the surgery will fail. I'm that kind of person, principle, because if you follow principles, you will be successful. There are natural principle, scientific principle. And in the church here, we talk about spiritual principle in life. If you want to be successful, you want to see the blessing from God, you want to see the blessing go down to the thousand generation, you need to understand spiritual principle that God show us in this book, the Bible. And not only know, but we should practice according to the principle. A lot of people die young, die too soon, or get into trouble because they don't follow natural principle in their life. They don't follow the principle of how to drive, so they get into big trouble. You need to follow the right principle in life. That's how God works in this world. Today, I will talk about King David. I would like to talk about how King David was blessed by God because he loved God so much. This man, the Bible called him a man after God's own heart. In the previous teachings, I produced maybe already four sessions of this teaching. We learned that King David expressed his love to God. It's easy to say, I love you, I love you. But God wants us to see the love in action. When people say, I love you, but no action, it's just a joke because it's just from the mouth. Love produces actions. King David showed love to God. Number one, he was seeking God with all his heart. We learned in the previous lesson. Two, he relied on God and he asked God for his direction all the time. He always asked God for his direction, what he's going to do in life. He did not run his own life. He depended on God. He obeyed God. One way to show God that you love him, you obey him. Number four, he reverenced God. He has the fear of God in his heart. When God confronted him of his sin, he repented right away. He did not try to fight with God and use all the excuses. Oh God, you have grace for me. I'm going to continue to sin. No, he repented right away. He has the fear of God in his heart. He trusts in his God. And he responded to God's warnings. When God warns him something, he responded to God right away. He was not stubborn. He was not stiff-necked. He really humbled and followed the way of God. Today, we will continue to talk about the lifestyle of King David. And I hope I have time to conclude the blessing that God gave to King David because of his lifestyle of love. We're going to continue to learn more in the future how King David loved people. In this teaching, we talk about King David loved God. And in the future, we're going to learn how King David loved other people. 
Number one that we're going to learn today, King David was a humble man. He humbled himself before the Lord, even though he was the king, even though he won all the battles, but he was so humble. In the book of 2 Samuel chapter 7, I'm not going to read everything there. I'm going to read only verse 18 and verse 19. But before 2 Samuel chapter 7, verses 18 to 19, God spoke to King David through the prophet Nathan. This is what God told him. I took you from feeding sheep or tending sheep from the pasture and selected you to be the leader of my people. King David was a shepherd, nothing, taking care of the sheep, but God promoted him to be the king of Israel. God said to him, I have been with you wherever you have gone, and I have destroyed all your enemies before your eyes. Now I will make your name as famous as anyone who has ever lived on the earth. God gave him victory. God gave him good reputation and victory all the time. Not only that, God said, I will provide a homeland for my people Israel, planting them in the secure place where they will never be disturbed. Evil nations won't oppress them as they have done in the past. So God promised David, God take care of him, give him victory, and gave the victory to the people under his care. I will give you rest from all your enemies. Wow, God loved David so much. I will secure your royal throne forever. My love and my favor will not be taken away from you. This is in 2 Samuel chapter 7, from verse 9 to verse 10 and 11, around that area. You can see that King David was very successful. He was number one in the country, in that nation. He won every battle. Well, this man, everyone respected him in that generation. He was so anointed. But look at how David talked to God in verses 18 and 19. Let me read to you 2 Samuel chapter 7, 18 and 19. Listen carefully how humble this man was. Then King David went in and sat before the Lord. And he said, Who am I? O sovereign God, what is my family that you have brought me this far? He tried to say that his success came from God, not because he is a smart guy, not because he was good looking. Who am I? I'm a human being. I came from nothing. He was so humble. He did not boast that Oh, I know a lot of Bible. I'm so anointed. No, he said, I am nothing. You are everything. He was a humble man. Verse 19, as, as if they, this were not enough in your sight, O sovereign Lord. You have also spoken about the future of the house of your servant. You notice one thing? He called himself your servant. He was so humble. He did not say, hey, God, look at the future of this king. I'm the boss here. He called himself your servant. Is this your usual way of dealing with man, O sovereign Lord? When you read 
these scriptures. This man was powerful, successful, victorious, famous. But the way he talked, you can see he was a humble man. He realized that all the good things that happened to him came from the Lord. The book of Proverbs chapter 22 verse 4. Please be humble. Please don't boast about your own ability. Because all the good things that happened to you came by the grace of God. Don't boast about yourself, how handsome you are, how beautiful you are, how successful, how rich you are. Don't. Don't boast about yourself, boast about God. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 4 say, True humility and fear of the Lord lead to riches, honor, and long life. When you walk in true humility, you fear God. You reverence God. You always trust God for everything in your life. And you always ask God for direction, what you're going to do all the time. Not only that, you honor him by putting him first in all your ways. He comes first in your life, not you. He is first in your life. This means that you make a decision, pleasing God is the way of your life. I'm going to please God in how I talk, how I walk, how I spend my money, how I respond to the situation. I want to make sure God is pleased with me. He smiles at me. You always hunger and thirst for righteousness. And when you really have humility, you will treat people, other people with respect. You will live a life of integrity. People will see that you are so righteous. You're not playing around. You strive to do the right things in the eyes of God. You're not cunning. You're not lying. You're not doing things behind the scene. Even though people are not watching you right now, but you know God is watching you. And you're going to do the right thing in the eyes of God because you are very humble. And when you do that, the Lord promised you that you will have riches of wealth, prosperity, honor, and long life. One of the ways to show honor to God is to not cheat tithing. You bring your first 10% to the house of God. Actually, a few days ago, God showed me. When you bring tithe to the Lord, to the house of God, you are sharing with other people in expenses of the church. You are not here taking advantage of other people because we have electric bill, we have food to feed people, we have to clean up the carpet. So you give and that money put in the central fund that we can bless everybody. I don't want to go to restaurant and always eat free food. I want to share. I want to help. We went to Dallas, Texas. They try to feed us all the time because we are the guest speaker there. We are the pastor. And in one meal, we say, stop this. I'm going to pay this one. Pastor Da walked to the server. Actually, we, we went to fur restaurant. We ate fur. And Pastor Da walked to the owner. Gentlemen, this meal we pay. We are not going to let them pay for every meal. We need to share. You see, you honor God, you are humble. Therefore, you are willing to share the expenses of everybody. And God said, when you do that, you, oh, God 
will open the floodgate of heaven and pour the blessing on you. And you will not even have enough room to keep it. He will give you favor. He will give you blessing because you are humble. Everyone say, true humility. humility. Everyone say, humble. Humble. Are you going to be humble like King David? Wow, this man was so successful, but he was so humble. Number two that we're going to learn today about the life of King David. Not only that he was humble. I'm going to read a lot of scripture. Second Samuel chapter 6, verses 14 to 18. David, wearing a linen ephod, danced before the Lord with all his might. Wow, this is a man. This is a king. Usually, king walk like this. Bow to me, bow to me. I'm the king. I am the head here. Think about it. He was dancing in front of everybody. He was dancing with all his might. He did not dance a little bit. <laughs> he danced. He really dancing. He was worshiping the Lord with all his might. Why he, he and the entire house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord. The ark of the Lord means the presence of God. At that time, the presence of God was not everywhere, but was with the ark of God. And shouts and the sound of trumpets. As the ark of the Lord was entering the city of David, Michal, daughter of Saul, watched from a window. Be careful if you see people worship and you look down on them and you think bad about them. But why this guy so crazy about God worshiping God? Be careful. She despised him in her heart. Wow, you're the king. You're the man. You should act with dignity. You should not dance like that and chow like that. They brought the ark of the Lord and set it in its place inside the tent that David had pitched for it. And David sacrifices. He worshiped not only in action, dancing, shouting, singing, but he sacrificed burnt offerings and fellowship offerings before the Lord. When you give offering here, you worship God as well. After he had finished sacrificing the burnt offering and fellowship offering, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord Almighty. David was a worshiper. He fully worshiped the Lord. I would like to encourage you. I believe that worship is so important. When Paul and Silas were in jail, instead of complaining, instead of sitting around doing nothing, they worshiped, they praised God. And what happened? The prison door was opened by the power of God. When King Jehoshaphat met the vast army and in the natural the children of Israel would be defeated by this big army. But King Jehoshaphat put the priests in front of the army of Israel. And while they're marching, they worship God. And the presence of God show up because they worship. And the soldiers of the enemy kill each other. So the people of Israel did not have to pull out the sword to fight the battle at all. Because they worship the Lord. So many times, Pastor Da and I, we worship God. And when we worship God, our sickness was healed. Pasada was diagnosed as having a disease we call endometriosis. It's a pretty bad disease and you could not have a baby because the scar inside the abdomen here blocked the fallopian tube. And the doctor at Northwest Hospital told her that after you come back from Thailand for this trip, you need to have hysterectomy. Remove the womb. We went to Thailand. We went to visit a big church there. We worshiped God together, fully worshiped. Suddenly, 
the presence of God came upon her. The bleeding stopped. She got pregnant with joy. That's why her name is Joy. The reason we gave her name Joy because God gave us joy that God healed my wife. And we have Paul later on. Three kids. Praise God. God is so good. Pastor that was healed during worship. Not laying on of hand even. I was healed so many times. Sometimes I got sick. I went to worship and whoop, gone. Like that. One teenager in East Coast became crazy. Became psychotic to the point that the school chased her out of the school and she has to go to the mental hospital. This was a Buddhist family. Eventually, somebody referred them to me from East Coast to talk to me. I say, you need to give your life to Jesus, okay? Daddy and mommy, your daughter is in trouble right now. She's maybe 15 years old. She got crazy. And I told them two things. In your house, turn on anointed worship song all the time, all day long to bring the presence of God. And not only that, alternate with the sermon, with the anointing. They gave their life to Jesus and they turned on the worship song in the house. The daughter was healed. Worship is the way to get victory. And King David was a worshiper. In John chapter 4 verse 23, the Bible says, but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. Imagine this. God is the King sitting on the throne. The Father sitting on the throne. The Lord Jesus at the right hand of the Father. Okay, the King. And you come into His presence and you look at the King. Okay, this is the man here. Hey, king, what are you doing? Another man on this side. You are so awesome. You're the good king. I praise you. Thank you so much for taking care of this country. Which one, this one or this one, going to receive favor from God? This one. The person who come to God with prideful attitude, yeah, so what? Will not receive so much favor. The prayer will not get answered. But when you humble yourself and worship the king, he will give you favor. This is why our church is serious about worship. We really worship God because we approach the throne of grace. And we want to tell him how good he is, how wonderful he is. And when you approach him that way, you get his favor. He healed you. He delivered you. He opened the door for a new job for you. He bring a godly spouse to you. He will do something for you because you humble yourself and worship and tell him how good he is. Do you want to touch the heart of God? I want to touch the heart of God. And one way to touch the heart of God is to praise Him and worship Him. Next one. So number one, King David was humble. 
Number two, King David was a worshipper. He wholeheartedly, joyfully worshipped the Lord. Number three, Second Samuel chapter twenty-four verse twenty-one. Arana said, "Why has my Lord the King, King here David, come to his servant?" Then King David answered, "To buy your threshing floor, so I can build an altar to the Lord." That the plague on the people may be stopped. Verse 25 David built an altar to the Lord there and sacrificed burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. Then the Lord answered prayer in behalf of the land, and the plague on Israel was stopped. In this event, what happened? King David made a mistake. He counted the number of people. And God was not happy with him. God sent the plague into the land. 70,000 people died in a short period. And King David realized that he made a big mistake. How did he touch the heart of God so God would stop the plague? He spent his money. He was a giver. He went to that land, to that area, and talked to the owner of the land. Can I buy your land so I can build the altar to give to the Lord? He spent his own money to buy the land. He spent his own money to give offering to God. And when God smelled the nice aroma, wow, my son David, he is so generous. He's a giver. He is willing to sacrifice his money to save those people. God pulled out the plague. And the plague stopped. In order to show love to God, we need to do like King David. We need to be giver. He is generous to God. In Second Samuel eight eleven, let me read to you. But before I read, I explain to you. A king sent his son to King David because King David won all the battles. He had. Victory over, over many kings. And one king was defeated by David. But that king used to be against this king. So this king was happy that that king was destroyed by King David's army. So he sent his son named Joram to King David and brought in articles of silver, articles of gold, and articles of bronze to show respect and honor to David and say thank you for Getting rid of that king for us. So this is the way in those days they show respect by giving gift. Look at Second Samuel chapter eight verse eleven. After David received all those articles, all those gifts, King David dedicated those articles to the Lord. He did not keep it in his own pocket. He was not greedy. He was not stingy. He dedicated. Those articles to the Lord, as He had done with the silver and gold from all the nations He had subdued. David won all these nations. He got all the stuff from all those nations, but when those stuff come to his hand, he did not keep it with him. He dedicated to the Lord. He gave to the Lord. Now we can see David was a man after God's own heart. He loved God so much. He loved God more than silver and gold and money. So we learn three principles here. Are you going to practice what we learn today? Yes. Or you say I don't care? 
Pastor Lau, you keep talking. I don't care. These three principles: being humble. Two, worship the Lord. Three, be generous to God. If you can do that, you love God. And look at the outcome. Look at the outcome. When you love God like King David, what happened? Number one, Second Samuel chapter seven verse three. Nathan replied to the king, "Whatever you have in mind, go ahead and do it, for the Lord is with you." The first blessing for those who love God, humble themselves before God, worship God, give to God, generous to God, is the Lord is with them. The special presence of God will be with them when you study the Bible carefully. Every man and woman in the Bible who had victory and favor from God has this same sentence in their life: "The Lord was with them." Let me read for you: Exodus chapter 33:12 to 15. In Exodus chapter 33, verses 1 to 3, God was mad at the children of Israel because they were so stubborn. They were rebellious. So God said, "Hey Moses, take all these people to the promised land, and I will send an angel to be with you." God said, "You will go with my angel." And look at what Moses say here in verses 12 to 15. One day Moses said to the Lord, "You have been telling me take these people up to the promised land, but you haven't told me whom you will send with me." You have told me I know you by name, and I look favorably on you. So Moses was asking for God's favor now, asked the king to give him favor. If it is true that you look favorably on me, let me know your way, so I may understand you more fully and continue to enjoy your favor. And remember that this nation is your very own people. The Lord replied. I will personally go with you. Everyone say, "The Lord is with me." The Lord goes with me. Moses did not want an angel. Moses wanted the favor, and how is the favor manifested? The Lord goes with him. Moses. And I will give you rest. Okay, I will personally go with you, Moses. And I will give you rest. Everything will be fine for you. Then Moses say, "If you don't personally go with us, don't make us leave this place." You can see the importance of the presence of God even in the Old Testament here in the time of Moses. Moses say, "If you don't go with me, I'm not going. I need your presence. I need you to be with me." You're gonna go before me. You're gonna be with me, and I'm gonna be fine. If you want special presence of God in your life, special favor in your life, how many people want God's special presence, special favor? You want special favor? What is the key? Love God, humble toward God, be generous to God, worship the Lord like King David, trust God, seek God with all your heart. And the special presence of God will be with you, and everything can be fine for you. I want the presence of God. When I talk to my patient, I want the presence of God there with me, and He can tell me what to do. He can show me what is going on with my patient. 
When I talk to people, I need the presence of God. When I fly to Europe, I need the presence of God to go with me. In December, I and Pastor Dar are going to fly to Thailand. Going to be a big meeting. I think thousands of people are going to show up. To lay hand on all those thousands of people going to take about four hours. So I will not finish the service by 4 p.m. When I lay hand. And then the evening come. Next service, 6 p.m. Thousands of people are going to show up. But what I ask God, I want your presence to be with me in those meetings. Because when your presence show up, your favor will be there. Demon will come out. People will get healed. The sick will be healed. Amen? Two days ago, I got the email from one sister here who watched our live stream. And when I prayed last Sunday, the presence of God was with her in the home. She has some kind of tendon injury and hurt for quite a while. When we start to pray last Sunday after the preaching, she put her hand on her tendon. Shoom, gone. The pain is gone. The presence of God is so important because He is our healer. He is our deliverer. He is our provider. He is our way maker. You want the presence of God. When He is with you, you're going to have victory. And how you can have the special presence of God. Love God. Humble yourself. Worship God. And be generous to God. Amen? Amen. He is your protector. You can face challenges and obstacles in your life that look impossible to win. But for God, those challenges, those obstacles are a piece of cake. Really? You look at the problem, oh, how am I going to win this sickness? How am I going to come out from this debt? How are my children going to turn around? Oh, so impossible. But... Thank God His presence is with you. And for those problems, <laughs> piece of cake. He goes before you, He goes with you, and boop, 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 boop. He healed you. He canceled the debt for you. He helped you to pay off your debt. He can bring your children back to God because His presence is with you. Look at Genesis chapter 39, verses 1 to 2. When Joseph was taken to Egypt, by the Ishmaelite traders. He was purchased by Potiphar. An Egyptian officer, Potiphar, was captain of the guard for Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Did the Bible say Joseph was good-looking? Joseph was smart? He had a PhD? No. Verse 2, listen carefully. This is a key sentence for his success. The Lord was with Joseph. So, he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of this Egyptian master. What is the key to his success? The Lord was with him. Do you want the Lord to be with you? Yes. What is the key? Love God. Humble yourself before God. Worship the Lord. Honor the Lord. Reverence God. Fear God. Be generous to God. Don't cheat God. The presence of God will be with you. Look at another story. Deuteronomy chapter 31 verses 7 to 8. I just show you example how the presence of God is so important to your future. 
Then Moses called Joshua and said to him, "In the sight of all Israel, be strong and of good courage, for you must go with these people to the land which the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall cause them to inherit it. The Lord, He is the one who goes before you; He will be with you." He will not leave you, nor forsake you. Do not fear, nor be dismayed. What's the key sentence here? How Joshua gonna win the battle in the promised land? The Lord is with you. Very important. That God is pleased with us. He show us favor. He goes with us everywhere we go. Amen. We need to love God, seek the kingdom of God first, please God, do what is right in His eyes. We should not rebel against God. If you want the special favor from God, His presence, when you have an interview for your job, He is with you, and He's gonna work in the heart and the ear of the interviewer and say, "Give him a job." You need the presence of God. You need to love God. Make decision to seek God first. God is with David. Second Samuel chapter seven eight to nine. Now then, tell my servant David, this is what the Lord Almighty says: I took you from the pasture and from following the flock to be ruler over my people Israel. I have been with you wherever you have gone, and I have cut off all your enemies from before you. And now I will make your name great, like the names of the greatest men on the earth. Who helped David to have victory? Who gave David victory, fame, and favor? The Lord. What kind of man he is? He's a man after God's own heart. He's a man who loved God. You want to be like King David today? You want God to help you with your job? Help you in your family? You look so excited. When I read all this scripture, I love it. Wow, that's for me. Second Samuel chapter seven, eight, and nine is for me. Everyone said for me. God give me victory. You look so excited. <laughs> This is my style. When I read the Bible, I say, "For me, for me, for me, for me, for me." I'm gonna be like this man. I'm gonna follow this example. The Lord gonna help me. If the Lord can help David, He can help me in my neurosurgery practice. He can help me in my pastoring job, pastoring ministry. He will help me. He is with me. First Samuel chapter 18 verse 14. In everything he did, David did. He had great success because the Lord was with him. He had great success because he was good looking. No, because he had high education. No, the reason he had great success was the Lord was with him. Men in this room, please become. A man after God's own heart. I hear only one person say yes. Man in this room, some of you just. Are you listening to sermon? Man in this room, are you going to be a man after God's own heart?
Can I hear young people say yes? Yes. yes. Oh, I like that, James. I want to be like David, a man after God's own heart. Verse 16. But all Israel and Judah loved David because he led them in their campaigns. David had victory. God blessed him everywhere he went. You can be David in this generation. Women, are you going to be a woman after God's own heart? Yes. Wow, woman louder than men. <laughs> First King chapter 2 verse 4. And that the Lord may keep his promise to me, mean David. If your descendant watch how they live, if they walk faithfully before me with all their heart and soul, you will never fail to have a man on the throne of Israel. Let me read many scripture and I'll make a conclusion. Second Samuel 7:13. He is the one who will build a house for my name. He means Solomon, the son of David. And I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. Verse 2 Samuel 7, 16. Your house and your kingdom will endure forever before me. Your throne will be established forever. First King 2, 45. I will make a conclusion for you. But King Solomon will be blessed. And David's throne will remain secure before the Lord forever. First Chronicles 17, 14. I will set him over my house. And my kingdom forever. His throne will be established forever. Talking about the throne of King David. Will be established forever. His son. And eventually Jesus Christ. Jesus came from the light of King David. Psalm 89, 3-4. You said, I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to David my servant. God sworn to King David. His servant. I will establish your life forever and make your throne from through all generations. Actually, not only his natural son, but include Jesus Christ, the son of God, who came from the light of King David. And Jesus established the kingdom forever. Let me read one more and I conclude. Exodus 20 verse 6. But I lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations on those who love me and obey my commandments. All this scripture, what it means. God helped David to have victory. God blessed David. God was with David everywhere he went. He gave David blessing and victory and honor and fame. Success. Not only that. All the scripture, the last few scripture I read is about next generation. The Lord said, I will establish your next generation. I will bless your next generation if you love me and your children follow me. My brothers and sisters, how many people are parents in this room? Raise your hand up. Are you parents? Do you love your kids? Do you want your kids to be successful? To be godly Christians? I tell you, it starts from you. You become godly. You love God. You fear God. You worship God. You serve God. You seek his kingdom first. You are a man after God's own heart. You are a woman after God's own heart. And God promised you that as you walk that way, you set good example to your children that watch your life, your children will be blessed. 
Your children will not go to jail. They will be blessed. They will be successful. They will not end up to be a criminal. End up being in failure. They will be blessed. Thank God. I tell you, I'm really serious about this because I don't want to leave this world and my kids are in trouble. That's why I never cheat God even one penny because robbing God is a big sin. I will always serve God with a pure heart, no hidden agenda, not for position, not for any fame. If I want money and position, I will not preach strong like this because I want to please everyone to stay with me. But I know I preach strong. You may leave the church, but I'm not here to please you. I'm here to present the truth to you. If you don't like me, too bad. I'm not here to please you. Do you want to have good future? This is a principle we learn. Start from your heart. You love God. You want to please God. To seek God, seek His kingdom. You humble yourself before Him. You reverence Him. You always put Him first in your life. Living for His kingdom. You love to worship Him. You're generous to His kingdom. Generous to Him. Don't be stingy to Him. You show love to Him in your lifestyle and action. And the Lord will do the same thing to you like He did to King David. Because he is not respecter of people. He is a God of principles. When you follow these principles, the Lord will show his grace and favor to you the same way he did to King David and to your children. Amen? It's your decision. I cannot force you. I can only preach and show example to you. But you need to make your own decision whether you love the Lord with all your heart or not. It's in here. Amen? Amen. Serve the Lord. Build His kingdom. It's your choice. You have the freedom of choice. I want God's presence to be with you everywhere you go. You can say from today on, until the last day of your life, you can say, the Lord is with me everywhere I go. Father, thank you so much for showing us the example of King David, a man after God's own heart. He was a true worshiper. He, Lord, loved you so much. He was so generous to you. He humbled before you, Lord, And Lord, we can see in the scripture that you are with him. You are with Joshua. You are with God's people in the Old Testament. Special presence of God around them. You go before them. Oh Lord, help us to practice what we learn in the scripture. We promise you, Lord, we're going to love you more than computer. More than the computer game. More than our own self. Our education. Money and success. You come first in our life. We will not be prideful. We will be humble. And fear you all the days of our life, Lord. I pray specifically for young people in this room. 
all the teenagers, kids, and young adults in this room, Lord, that they will set the new standard for their future family, Lord. That they will be a godly man and a godly woman. They will not play game. They will not play around and be goofy in front of your eyes, Lord. They will love you. They will read the Bible, serve God in the church, love you, seek your kingdom first, Lord, and they will experience success, victory, honor, long life, wealth, riches, Lord. According to your promise, Lord, in the book of Proverbs, Lord, we thank you, Father. Help the members of this church to be a man and a woman after God's own heart. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. If you're not sure. That you are a child of the living God, I would like to invite you to join His family. It doesn't mean this church, but to join His spiritual family by giving your life to Jesus Christ. If you like to do that, you pray with me right now. Pray out loud from your mouth, Father in heaven. I give my life to you. I did not come from monkey. You created me. Thank you, Lord. You love me so much. You sent your Son Jesus Christ, my Lord and my Savior, who was raised from the dead on the third day, and Jesus is alive to save me from sin, curses, sicknesses, poverty. Rejection, failure, bad things. Lord Jesus, come into my life right now. I give my life to you. Help me, Lord. Lead me, Lord. Pour your love into my heart, that I can love you more. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah! Let's stand up and sing a song together. Thank you, Jesus. Let's sing this song called "Heart of Worship" together this morning. When the music fades, when the music fades. All is stripped away, and I simply come, longing just to bring, longing just to bring something that's of worth that will bless your heart. I'll bring you more than a song. I'll bring you more than a song. For a song in itself is not what you have required. You search much deeper within, through 
coming back to the heart of worship and it's all about you it's all about you Jesus I'm sorry Lord for the thing I've made it when it's all about you it's all about not coming back Coming back to the heart of worship And it's all about you It's all about you, Jesus I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made When it's all about you It's all about I'm coming back one more time Coming back to the heart of worship And it's all about you It's all about you, Jesus I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it When it's all about you It's all about you Lord, you promised us in the Bible that you will pour your Holy Spirit upon your people and your Spirit will give us love, Lord. We cannot love you by our own love because we are human beings. We are selfish and self-centered. But by the help of your Holy Spirit, we can love you. Lord, therefore, touch your people with your Holy Spirit. Fill their heart with the love of God that they can love you more and more each day, Lord. Help us to love you and love people, Lord. We will not just walk according to the knowledge of the Bible, but we're going to walk by faith and in love, Lord. Love is the most important thing in the Christian life. Therefore, Lord, help us to have more love for you, Lord, and for people around us, Lord. We thank you, Father. Never be the same. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And you, Lord, bless them. Heal them and use them, Lord. May this teaching today be the practical point of their life. They will practice what they learn, Lord, and all the days of their life. And they will see the good outcome of following your principle, Lord, in this life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I like to spend time a little bit to pray. If you really need the Holy Spirit to help you to have more love, I'm going to specifically pray that the Holy Spirit will give you more love for God. I will be around here to pray for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made When it's all about you It's all about you, Jesus I'm coming back to the heart of worship And it's all about
that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Still, 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 still.